Hey you. Yeah you. I'm Crispy. I'm Zach. Are you a parent? Are you a nerd? Do you need a new group of friends? Well, we got new episodes every week. And you get to participate in all of our game segments. Our show Super Dad Bros is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on your drive to work. In the shower. Anytime. We're going to be there for you. We are Super Dad Bros. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Wendy. And welcome to the Toasted, Toasted Marshmallow, Marshmallow Adventures Podcast. Woo! Tonight, via Zoom, we have internationally touring comedian and TikTok star, Tanya Lee Davis hey, with us. welcome! Thank you so much for being here tonight. We You're already have two messages. Oh, do we? About this? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. We're already getting questions yes, about you. Yes, okay. Wow, this look what amazing. you do. This is amazing. Wow. Awesome. James I'm Buxton, to I am what new here. Crystal Ruiz, hey, I'm watching both from Facebook and TikTok. Awesome. Thank <laughs> yeah. you all so Hello much from for Montana. joining us. Wow. Cool. Come on in, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are like your people These here. These are just your people. We're, uh, yeah, we have 2.9 million followers. I saw so. that. Wow. So Holy it's increased crap. from the last number I heard. Yeah, we'll, well, and I, I just the last two weeks, I haven't even really been on live because we were just we moved. Uh, we had to get out of our rental house. So it's just been just crazy the last two oh, weeks. Yeah. So I only started going live again the last three days. And then, you know, so we're we're on the just the we're about thirty five thousand away from three million. Wow. Wow. That Did is you get cool. on TikTok at the beginning? Did you know it was a thing? I it was a pandemic thing. That's okay. what, you know, uh, uh, I was in the UK living in Norwich, England, when the uh, global pandemic happened, and I lost all my shows. I couldn't pay the bills, the rent. Luckily, being American, because uh, I'm Canadian originally, um, was able to come back. Um, ended up having to move in with my parents, though. My dad oh, and my wow. stepmom, my fiance, and I had nowhere to go. We packed up two suitcases and uh, ended up in Florida. And uh, my friend, when I was in the UK, I was doing videos trying to like on facebook doing 80 songs and just trying to inspire and motivate people to keep moving because i knew my mental health was gonna you know uh plummet down the crap yeah if i didn't you know during a lockdown right. so i kept getting copyright infringements so my friend said why don't you try tiktok well i had no idea what it was and at first i tried it i put it aside and i didn't it wasn't until we got settled in florida september of 2020 i did a video about the villages uh, which is the largest retirement community in florida and that video went um 
like viral. I got over a million views in 24 hours. And I was like, I'm on to something. Wow. And uh, here we are. Amazing. That is awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We have like three or four ridiculous things on TikTok and that is it. (laughs) Yeah. We're not good at TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) But you have somehow figured it out. Yeah. Well, you got to find your niche, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky being a dwarf little person that I got the curiosity factor. Yes. That I'm not a TikTok comedian. I'm a international comedian right. of 32, 30 years before, you know, I got on the social media craze. So I'm good at what I do. Plus, I, you know, I answer people's questions like, how do you wipe your ass? I did three videos wow. on that. Because um, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've got T-Rex arms and I got a long body trunk, right? So everybody's curious on how I wipe my chocolate highway. And I, I, I did a video about it, but apparently it caused quite the controversy. And a lot of people did not believe that my technique with I have a stick that I've designed and I have a, I wad up the toilet paper and I shove it between the legs and I scoot. And people were like, nope, that could possibly never work. You know, wow. apparently your mud whistle is not clean. And I'm like, no, wow. Me. You know, I've been doing this for 45 plus years. And, oh, God. You know, mud whistle. I feel like that's a new one for me. Mud whistle. Mud whistle, yeah. <laughs> I that's love a it. great one. <laughs> Rusty starfish, ham pocket. I got them all. <laughs> oh, geez. That's hilarious. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here tonight. Um, have you been to Boise, Idaho before? I have oh, never been to cool. Boise, Idaho. First time. Had a few hoes in my time. A few hoes. The lounge is amazing. You're going to love it. The people are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. So you've yes. never met Jen. No. So I'm at the lounge at the end of the universe, yes. everybody. Yeah. We were near Boise, my TikTok people. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. I've looked at the videos that they post on their Facebook page. The venue looks really cool. They've got some great acts coming oh my through. Gosh, so yeah. I'm very honored to be able to get to be part of the yeah. roster. Jen Adams, one of the owners, is amazing. And just recently got Burt Kreischer in there when he was on tour. Yeah, he came to the open mic. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty... Just last yeah. Saturday yeah. that happened. <laughs> so, yeah. When I did my one episode on Last Comic Standing, it was the episode that John Heffron and Burt Kreischer, <gasps> oh! it was in Nashville. Bill and I oh, was on cool. the show with them that night and they were the only two that got moved on to the like sort of the next level but I got to perform on stage with them that night that and it was televised oh, cool. so I was in the one episode with them but yeah pretty cool oh, it's the last nice. time I've seen them <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah. that's cool that's really cool. Yeah, we went to a show here, and the cool thing about it is one of the uh, local comedians, mm-hmm. Jack Wheeler, Jack Wheeler ran into him at breakfast, came up to him, say, hey, I'm such a big fan. I'm a local comedian. I've been doing it for eight months. Eight months. He got to go up and do like three to five minutes at the show that night. And yeah, he's like the talk of the town right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We had him on our podcast last night. Yeah, pretty amazing. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's a cool I guy. I like helping out new acts in, in new places as well. You yeah. know, I think everybody needs a shot. You know, and I think it's important for comedian, new comedians to perform in different places. I think like so I as say, well. perform in laundromats, perform in restaurants, sports bars, nightclubs, strip clubs. You know, like you gotta perform as a comedian, if you put yourself in non-traditional comedy club settings, it's gonna make you a better comedian. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh Listening, I found something uh, you did today. Um, speaking of that, you did a gig at a swingers club. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, in Las Vegas. That yeah. wasn't. That was more than a gig, right? It was like what? weeks. <laughs> yeah. So what we did it was always we we um, uh, a comedian from L.A. We set up this show at the Green Door, which is the adult swingers club in Las Vegas. And being a dwarf at a swingers club is like being a oh prized pig in a country oh, fair. Of course. <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. Very popular. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we did a comedy show and I um, you would perform on a round stage that had a pole in the middle of it. So I stood on my chair holding on to the pole and uh, we had people on all these little loungers with beads and it just looked like a porn set, basically watching this comedy show. And, you know, of course, it's very laid back. People are heckling and stuff like that. Well, then after the show, because my friends at the time owned it, um, I was giving everybody a tour. Anybody that came to the comedy show got to stay and get a tour of the famous green door. It's two levels and it's massive. So I was going around, you know, they have a golden shower room. They have an S and M. So I'm going wow. around, get like a Disney tour. Oh, yeah. of Green door, right? And of course, there's people that were heckling during my show that are now having sex. So then I started heckling them. Oh, no. Nice. You know, you're not doing anything. Come on, yeah. you, know, you call and, that thrusting? Yeah. Right? <laughs> How do you like it? So there we go. Payback's a bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Wow. So was that was that a regular gig for a while then? Or did you just do it at a uh, once? We or? did it like once a year. Yeah. Oh, pretty much okay, gotcha. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Wow, that's cool. So, um, what do we? So, you are is it three foot three or six. three foot six? I, I read I'm, six. I'm, I'm thinking pretty soon I'm just going to be a head on an ass. <laughs> um, I, my, at my tallest, I was three foot eight. Then some of my bios say three foot six, and now I'm at three foot three uh, because of my osteoarthritis. Uh, mm. I'm literally just, you know, so the I'm, cartilage. I'm shrinking. It's my bad. ass is going out that way and I'm just shrinking. So oh. it's uh, getting old, getting fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I think I saw some stuff on Instagram earlier uh, for uh, the Austin Powers uh, thing. You were. What the teaser? Were... <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Vern Troyer was dressed as uh, Austin Powers. Is that correct? And you were dressed yes. as. Okay. A go-go dancer. A go-go dancer, yes. So Austin Powers, gold member, the movie, oh, I love right? That movie. Or no, if you if you remember the the opening sequence to the original Austin Powers movie is Austin running through the streets, getting chased by all the hot go-go dancers. Well, for gold member for the teaser, which is a clip that comes out in movie theaters six months before the movie that's what a teaser is it's like coming this summer and they recreated the opening sequence to austin powers uh they did the re they redid it with all little people so Vern troyer played austin me <coughs> yes. and i was one of the go-go dancers 
And so we had a bunch of, you know, oh. the problem is, is they had a bunch of running scenes. And because I was one of the shortest dwarves, you know, they would try to put me ahead of the gang and I'd be <laughs> running my fastest and I'd just get plowed over by dwarves. You know, so they were like, okay, you're not in this scene. Uh, well, not very- and uh, uh, yeah. Did you just so- hit him? <laughs> you're an abusive dwarf. <laughs> How do you get a gig like that? Is there a call out to dwarves everywhere or? Yeah. Well, at the time I lived in Los Angeles and yeah, there was basically every agency in LA was like, all right, here we go. And I was just happy to play a human because when I did live in LA, the only auditions I seemed to go out on were for like, you know, a blueberry for uh, an IHOP commercial, (laughs) an egg. You know, I was all these inanimate objects and now I was like, I'm an actual person so i had a really cute go-go dance outfit a little blonde hot wig i was styling (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so and then uh you are oh i saw a picture of you too with matt roloff from uh, little people big world World. what i understand you knew him long before the show right Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I met the Roloffs many years ago. I mean, I started going to the little people conventions in like 1998, I think was my first one. And because Matt and I have the same type of dwarfism, mm-hmm. we eat, when you go to a little people convention, eat, each type of dwarfism, and there's well over 400, but the main sort of the main, let's say top eight have their own uh, oh. like little group meeting during the seven days. So all the diastrophic dwarves would meet up. And it, because of diastrophic dwarves, we all have average size parents. Right. At the little people convention, obviously, we'll have brand new parents that are tall that have now this dwarf baby that they're like, we don't know what we're going to yeah. do. And then they come to our diastrophic, you know, little meetup and they see that I'm a professional comedian. They see people that are architects oh, and doctors awesome. and, you know, people in these, and we show, you know, we trade uh, secrets on, you know, how do you wipe your ass or how do you, you know, I have a stick that I use to put my socks on and, you know, where do you get your shoes? How do you do this? How do you do that? And it's a way of educating and giving peace of mind to you know parents of of dwarves and stuff anyway so matt and i um met during a little people convention and then he became the president of the lpa at one point and then because he was the mouthpiece for the lpa he can then work you know with the networks and then all of a sudden he's got a show right so do you use his product that he sells um, he had, yeah, he, well, I don't actually, I don't have one. I, I, you know, and, Holy uh, crap. he's got them in hotels and stuff. There's like step stools yeah. and a hook thing and yeah, I don't wow. know. And Matt, get on I it. know, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're friends, so, right? <laughs> so I heard, and I think I heard that, uh, Brad Williams say this before that the little people conventions, every, uh, everyone hookups, just right? banging it out all weekend. Oh, Oh, well, there's a lot of dwarf one, dwarf action. Oh, oh, That's what man, we dwarf one, whatever action. Well, unfortunately, this is this. I mean, I've always been, because I, I'm the only little person in my family. I was the only little person growing up. I went to high school with another dwarf, but we got put together for everything. Oh, so gosh. you're roughly the same height. So it drove me crazy because I'm used to seeing, you know, assholes and butts everywhere. But mm-hmm. now I've got a pair of eyes staring at me and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I, I 
going to the little people convention, I never wanted to go to them because I kept being told you need to be with your own kind. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) So it wasn't until I was uh, just about, I was married to my first husband and we ended up going to a little people convention. And I was just like, wow, not everybody is as outgoing as me. And a lot of the people feel like this is their one chance like the one week of the year dwarf con is what we call it dwarf con (laughs) and yeah this is their chance to get it on like donkey kong and you know (laughs) next year you see them pushing baby strollers and you're like oh convention baby (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so you're uh Showtime at the Apollo. Uh, oh God, hilarious! Has... Oh yeah, it's actually not Showtime at the Apollo. No, no. Oh, it wasn't Showtime. It, no, it's wow. it wasn't the American version. This is what people, there's there's oh. Showtime at the Apollo. There's the American version, like the okay. New York Apollo. But my show is live at the Apollo, which live. is a series in the UK. Oh, it's okay. basically the biggest right stand-up show you could possibly do. Two point six um, million views. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in front of four thousand people, so that was my biggest, wow. um, my biggest uh, audience and, to wow. date. Never so let far. your eye doctor cut up your cocaine. That is what I was left with. <laughs> Every line starts yeah. off really big and gets smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when Not did you know that joke? <laughs> Whitney, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> when did you know you wanted to be a comedian? Was it early on? I mean, it must have been. You're 51, doing it for yeah. 30 plus. Well, I, yeah, I grew up in Canada. And so my parents got divorced when I was quite young. So parenting in the 70s was plunking your kid in front of the idiot box, right? The TV. Yeah. So I grew up watching American sitcoms. And also because of growing up in Canada, we had a lot of British influence. So I watched, you know, Laurel and Hardy and Danny Kaye movies. And then, of course, Carol Burnett, Lucille Ball, Steve Martin, Robin Williams was like my. But I didn't know that stand-up comedy was a thing. I grew up wanting to be an actress, oh, a comedic, you? because I was the center of attention because I was literally the only dwarf of the village sort of thing. Um, and an that, only child? Pardon me? Were you an only child as well? No, I have a younger sister. Oh, okay. She's five and a half younger. Yeah, okay. she's tall. She got the height. I got the wow. tits and the ass. So <laughs> I win. Uh, but yeah, so I was the only dwarf and I was always the center of attention. And I knew that my sense of humor would always diffuse the situation. So I really grew up wanting to be an actress, not a comedian per se. And it wasn't until I started doing children's theater and I met a guy in the production and he took me to a comedy club and he was terrible. He was crap. But I, for whatever reason, I instinctively knew what he was doing wrong. So he was like, "Uh, you think you can do this? And I was like, yeah. And (laughs) boom, January 23rd, 1990, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. That's where it all began. Wow. Wow, that's cool. And so now I think I heard this story on, I was listening to a podcast you were on, and apparently this person, you were in kind of an act with them or something, but they dropped you three months later because you were doing better than them. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, that's that was the guy that uh, got me started in comedy because 
I was doing children's theater originally, and, and there was only two adults in the production, myself, and I was the lead. I was Perry the Penguin <laughs> and uh, typecasting in its finest. Yes. And the guy that played the villain was the guy that I ended up dating because uh, he had a thing for penguins. <laughs> yeah. And so after I saw how terrible he was on stage and he was like, God, I'll cock you. You think you can do this? And I was like, yeah. Well, three months into it, I was already getting paid and four months into it, he dumped me and he can clearly handle the competition. But it turns out he started dating a seal. Wow. <laughs> Sheesh. Interspecies dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, uh, let's see. So you were on David Tell's Insomniac oh, tour. God. We just met David Tell. Yeah. In Salt Lake City. Last month we yeah. went to a show at Amazing. Wise Guys and got to meet him afterwards and take yeah. a picture, you know? So it's pretty cool. We have our autographed yeah, we do. poster over there. <laughs> right over here. That we need yeah, to actually Yeah, he's a frame. lovely guy. It's funny because I was just in Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina, and uh, I wasn't performing. I went to go visit a, a friend of mine who I happened to be just staying 30 minutes away. And um, uh, uh, Dale Jones is a very funny comedian. He was performing at uh, the Comedy Cabana. And mm -hmm. I hadn't been there in years. And it, the last time I was at the Comedy Cabana was probably in the early 2000s if not the late 90s and uh david tell was recording an episode of his insomniac show oh, wow. and i think i went there to go see uh doug stanhope but david tell showed up and was doing his special so at one point dave before the show comes up and he goes listen i want you to heckle me and i'm like what he mm -hmm. goes i want you to storm the stage and i'm like are you oh. shitting me and he's like, no, I want, I'm going to do this bit. I'll give you a cue. And he goes, I want you to come yelling oh my God. up on stage. The thing is, is I wasn't mic'd or anything. So when the episode aired, yeah. you can literally see like <laughs> the top of my head. That's it. <laughs> and you can hear like a murmur, murmur, murmur. Oh, and him going, what? And so it, <laughs> you know, but then cut to two, three years later, he phones me up and he said, listen, I'm doing my show in Las Vegas and I want you to be part of it. I want to recreate wow. that thing. We're going to make it bigger and better. It's going to be over a weekend. And uh, yeah, it was oh, fat. We had a blast. Awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun. He's oh, a great guy. That is amazing. I would love to have memories like that. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy yeah, for you. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a great weekend of comedy. We saw David Tell, Ian Fidance, which I'm wearing a shirt right now, actually. <laughs> um, and then the next night was uh, Ari uh, Shafir and friends. So we saw Ari Shafir. We saw Mark Norman. We saw Sean Patton. We saw we Ryan O'Neill. Doug Stanhope, though. No, we haven't seen him yeah. live. No. Oh, he's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. I haven't seen Doug in years. I the last I think probably three times I saw Doug was uh, in the UK. He's wow. he's uh, got a, quite a big profile over there. But uh, yeah, he puts on a phenomenal show. And you lived show. there, right? You lived in the UK. Yeah, yeah. I've been touring in the UK for twenty years, and uh, I lived. <clears throat> so how did that? How does North. that happen? Um, in two thousand and three. 
Um, I got contacted by a producer in New York who was putting an ensemble show together called the U.S. Comedy Invasion to take a show over to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is the biggest fringe festival in the world. And I had already known about it. I have friends in Australia and and friends in the U.S. comedian friends that had already done the festival. And I'd always sort of thought that would be an amazing opportunity. And here all of a sudden it was presented. You had to pay your own way. And, you know, but the way I looked at it, it was an investment in my career. I was going to go, I was one of 13 people. I was going to go there and just give it the best I got because it's an international platform. Well, I was the only person of the 13 of us that got picked up by a UK agent. So I started touring in the UK in 2004 and I became part of another ensemble show in 2005 called Abnormally Funny People. I've been touring with them for years. It's a bunch of disabled people with one non-disabled person because he was our token non-disabled. Um, yeah, it was a great show. And yeah, I just uh, then it just everything got snowballed in the UK and I was able to get John Bishop is an amazing uh, comedian over there. He's from Liverpool and okay. he's a huge star. I saw and that and his- I was like, who is this man? I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gorgeous. <laughs> anyway, I've got a huge crush. Sorry, Kevin. Anyway, he got his own TV show (laughs) and he picked me to be on it so that was my first official stand-up TV show in the UK and then from that I got picked to do live at the Apollo which is like (gasps) oh my god huge the biggest show yeah so yeah and and then I've done lots of stuff since yeah we always love when we're looking someone up if they have a lot of shit online. Yes, and yes. you do. <laughs> yes. Yay. Yeah. A resource. I was like, yeah. I don't even know where to start, honestly, because yeah. there is so much. We could just go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. Have. And I, I don't even, I was trying to show Chris because we were both doing, we were looking at stuff independently, but which, I, I don't even know where I saw this, but which C word do you actually prefer? Would you actually be, <laughs> prefer to be called? I feel like I know. It's a cunt, right? <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. I know. They, I, for those that don't know, uh, I travel internationally a lot. And people over there use the C word. Yes. You know, in Australia, in the UK, it's a lot more common over there. Yeah. And, of course, I'm a woman. Plus, I'm a 51-year-old woman. You know, so the C word, no 51-year-old woman wants to be called cute. You know? <laughs> Yes. What a bunch of cunts. <laughs> yeah, yes. That was the part where I died. That is so good. That's so good. So I was looking around. Now, do you have a special out anywhere? I don't think I found one. No, I don't. Oh. But mm, I oh. may have something in the works. Oh, awesome. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, we. It's actually a British film crew that is uh, on their final stages of funding to come over and film basically a documentary on my life as a comedian. And in conjunction with that, I am going to be looking, well, uh, basically recording my current stand-up special, Tanya Lee Unstoppable Me, because right now I feel like it is my best work in 32 years. You know, it's all come down to this and I'm super happy with my show. Oh, oh, awesome. awesome. Yes. Yeah, that'll be cool when that comes it's out. So will Boise yeah. see that, bits yep. of that, yep. or the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I mean, my 
my comedy is my life, my life story. So right. every show, I mean, I have a framework, but every show has different this, stories yeah. threaded throughout. So if you come to a different show, yes, you'll hear the same stuff, but it's all golden. <laughs> uh, but then you'll also hear different stories that you may or may not have heard before. Right. So, yeah, I mean, some different. Who inspires you comedi- comedically? Well, I was a big Robin Williams fan. Okay. I mean, you know, just... Oh, this his physicality you know i loved that and I, because i'm three foot three and you know i'm like performing very big rooms and i'm very limited because i sit on my step stool now yeah. because of my uh you know my health issues and stuff um but i make the most of my you know uh, gestures yeah, and physicality yeah, yeah. on stage and you know i act out my bits so it's very theatrical for the audience and and you know that's what made robin williams so fantastic yeah. right you just never knew what the hell was gonna happen no yeah. ever no. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever meet him did you say um I never officially met him, but I used to live in Los Angeles and I lived behind the man's Chinese theater. And when he got his hands and his footprints in the Chinese Walk of Fame, it was right after he did Patch Adams. Oh, yeah. I'm not a morning person, but I got up <laughs> and I, I zip on my scooter. I hauled ass down there and he was just leaving and the crowd had dispersed and I literally gunned it between people and the bodies out of here. And I zipped right up to the railing and I literally lunged my, myself up over and I was like, ah! and he grabbed my hand and he shook no me. No way. And I was like, oh. For real? For real. So oh my he God. touched me. Wow. That's oh, yeah. wow. I didn't get to say I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, who did we? Oh, it was Augie Smith that we talked to. Do you remember his Robin Williams story? Basically, walked up to Robin Williams when he saw him. He said, Hi, I'm Augie Smith. And every time I see you, I'm going to tell you, Hi, I'm Augie Smith. I think so. He just remember his name. And so every time Robin saw him after in that day, he said, Hi, Augie Smith. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Uh, That's very clever. Yeah, yeah, try it. Now, uh, Kevin, <laughs> can we have a husband background? Yeah, well, we see his shoulder. Apparently, and he's not. He he matches you. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing an Atari T-shirt. You have to match the pillows in your home because. Uh, well, yeah. we actually currently homeless as oh. of two days ago. Our landlords, uh, who were fabulous, they were selling their house. They gave us two, like we had two extensions, but we had to be out uh, May second, basically. Oh, so we turned in the keys, and now we're back where it all started on my parents' porch. Wow. Uh, we're here basically until we go to Boise, and then we don't. We don't know what we're doing. We're literally just oh. going wherever the universe oh right now. Gosh. The universe is taking mm. us to the lounge you, at the end of the universe. Yes. It, yeah. That's so. where it'll take you. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, there's a couple yeah. shelters here. <laughs> oh, my well, God. You kill in a shelter. Iowa <laughs> yeah. the weekend after. So yeah. Des Moines, Iowa, the beginning of June. So, yeah. so we've Boise. been there after that point where it's a free-for-all. Yeah. <laughs> so are you in Florida? Yes, oh, right now okay. Florida. Yeah, Central Central Florida's shortest. Florida shaped like a gigantic penis, and I live right in the well. We're right in the shaft. Right <laughs> on the vein. <laughs> <laughs> Let me back with your parents. You say. 
my dad and my stepmom. Wow. Yeah, and it's weird being in your 50s moving in with your parents. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. A little bit like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. So where do you uh, where do you want to go when you get a place yeah. then? Well, originally we were going to move to Vegas. Uh, I used to live in Vegas, you know, like I said, and um, I I love Vegas and I have a couple of opportunities for my own potential venues in Vegas. But right now, uh, some other family stuff. I just lost one of my best friends to pancreatic cancer oh. who lived in Vegas and him and I were supposed to do a show together. And he ended, we ended up losing faster than expected just last month and so that was really crappy um and then the the night after i found out about him i found out something you know one of my close family members here is oh. quite sick so we're just basically uh between my kevin's family is on in north carolina my family's here so and my sister's in south it. carolina so right now we're just gonna beep up between the three states yeah. and just figure something you know out. when i'm not performing yeah and yeah, yeah. just see how it goes is that rough, you know, trying to be like upbeat, you know, sometimes, I mean, I watched your uh, famous shit story. So, I mean, that is like the lower level, but like if you're, if you're doing, dealing with family stuff or life stuff and you have to go on, how do you, you just block it out? You just focus? Well, um, I have a great example of how doctor stage we call it as comedians if you're sick or whatever or you've had some sort of i found out about 30 minutes before i had to go on stage this is back in the early 90s that my 16 year old cousin who i was very close to got killed in a car crash oh my god and then i had to go on stage wow oh. Oh. so basically i was so pent up with emotion and stuff i just I use that adrenaline oh, okay. on stage, you yeah. know, and Kevin can attest to this. I've been, I have been throwing up like so sick as a dog. And then I get my introduction. I get up on stage. Da -da 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 -da. On. I wow. do my thing. Nobody tell, can tell. And then I get off stage and then yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just when you get on stage, something as a comedian, usually it just, there's something Clicks. that takes over. You just like the show must go on. Wow. At least for me. Yeah. yeah. Not easy. Shit covered <laughs> uh, scrunchy and all. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> three shows straight from the hospital. Yeah. It took me to three shows straight from the hospital. Really? Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And still performed. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I try not to cancel shows. I mean, yeah, yeah, and yeah. if I feel like I'm physically <clears throat> And also, it's therapy for me. Right. You know, that's. You know, I got hit by a car and when I lived in Los Angeles, I I got run over. Like I was driving, I was coming wow. home from the Hollywood Improv. I was crossing in an intersection. I was looking to my right and a guy came out of nowhere uh, and just took me out. And luckily I didn't see it coming. So I didn't brace myself. Oh, my scooter okay. went under the front of the car. I landed on the hood, then the oh windshield. I got thrown uh, 40 wow. feet to the ground. And all I did was break my ass. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, you know, so that was a, a tragic event. But basically, um, I'm lying on the ground. The paramedics show up. They're like, are you, you know, I'm and I said, what the you know, what the heck, what the hell happened? And they said, the guy believes that you fell from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> In my life. Because oh, he didn't God. see me until <laughs> he hit me. And then I hit or landed on the windshield. So to him, it apparently dwarves. it was raining dwarves in Los Angeles. Yeah, that oh night. my God. <laughs> Drop an ass first out of the sky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. 
So and then you yeah. use that right in your comedy. Yeah, yeah that yes. was in the. Act, so. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, I haven't talked about it in a long time. Oh on my stage, god, but it's that's definitely funny. one of the stories. Oh my god, you can't make that shit. No, up. you can't. No god. Either the best stories are the it, ones it, that have actually happened. Yeah, definitely. So, is your energy just natural? Yeah, because we don't. I feel like two of us combined don't have your energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are well, you- and yeah, people ask me, well, I spend two to six hours a day on social media, wow. like doing lives. Yeah. But what I normally do is just put music on. We were talking about this on TikTok earlier today, weren't we? Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I put on 80s music and I just sit here and I talk to people wow. and I, you know, I've lost 25 pounds. Just and moving? I here and I cheer wow. dance. As I'm talking to people and answering I'm questions. I'm into hand dancing. I noticed yeah. <laughs> that you look slimmer than some of your, uh, like your oh, Apollo yeah. video. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I was a chunky monkey. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that you know that helps keep my energy up, and I'm plus I'm a natural performer. That's where I am at home, and when I do stuff like this, you know, what? I she takes I just, what. About 15 vitamins a day. Oh, I take 15 okay, vitamins. Gotcha. Holy crap. I can't even take one. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Good for you. I'm, that's amazing. Jeez. Yeah, I can't commit to one. Yeah, no. Okay. What were you saying there? No, that was it. Just oh, vitamins. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, what do we have next here? Oh, let me just look. Do we have here. any questions from the audience? Uh, if they were, they were coming in on Chris's side. They were coming in. I think do, at the what beginning. What is your of hashtag, the... Unstoppable Me? Because that that goes way back, right? Yeah. I've been... Well, okay. So actually, Unstoppable Me is is not that. It's only basically since I started on social, like TikTok. Oh, so, okay. You know, October of twenty twenty. Because when I got on TikTok and talking to all these lovely people all over the world, and most of them are young people, and they're they always ask questions like, what are your biggest challenges? What can't you do? You know? And, and I'm like, why oh, are we focusing negative. on what I can't yeah. do when I'm a 51 year old dwarf with a university degree, who's been doing stand-up comedy, traveling around the world for 51 years, scuba diving, parasailing, horseback riding. I've done two Ted talks. Like yeah, don't feel sorry for me because I have been living my life because I'm an unstoppable me. Right. And you know, it's a, it's a mindset and anybody can be an unstoppable me. And so this has become, this is, I talk about this on stage in my, with my stand up because I think it's just so important to empower and inspire and motivate people, especially our younger generation now, because we, we, they're lost, you know? Oh my God. (laughs) Yes, they are. They're lost. Very lost. If I can, with my life story and my attitude and my zest for life and my confidence, if I can inspire and motivate young people or anybody that needs a kick in the pants, then, you know, that's, I feel like this is my purpose. And we have 10 people now with their own version of this tattoo. This is my style, but we have 10 people, nine other people with their own version on their bodies of unstoppable me that believe that, you know, nothing can hold them back. That's awesome. You know, Wow. That's it, important. No, you know, my size never held me back. So your gender, your yeah. weight, your race, your religion, your mental health status, your planetary affiliation, like don't put yourself in a box. Right. Everybody can achieve their own personal greatness. So. Yes. Right. Yeah, Do definitely. It. So Eugene, who you're going to meet here. Oh, yeah. At the lounge, because he's the MC of all the uh, events there. And uh, so you'll meet him. What did he say? He said, Eugene. 
Eugene Basham. Yeah. Uh, my baby mamas can't hold me back. Oh, first he said, Unstoppable Me. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> he said, My baby mamas can't hold me back. So I believe Eugene has 12 kids. He has a lot of children. And I believe his wife is pregnant with his 13th child. He just went to oh a, yes. a baby like a shower. Python episode. Like, well, what we're saying is, do not look him in the eyes. Yeah, Eugene they say, Basham, look him in the eyes, you, you get, get pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Be careful. Yeah, you poke. Poked in the eye and get pregnant. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God. It's an old wives' tale, but <laughs> it seems. Yeah. To. <laughs> Who knows? So, what are you? Where are you going after uh, Boise? Oh, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, to the Funny Bone. My first time there. As oh, well. nice. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I hear it's a good it's place. Funny. People talk about it a lot. The Des Moines <laughs> Funny Bone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, One of my good friends, he's my, I call him my convention husband because he's a dwarf mm. and I usually only see him at the little people conventions, but we haven't been to one in a very long time. He's married to a tall girl. I'm married to a tall guy. So uh, they came to see me in Las Vegas uh, or he came to see me in Las Vegas uh, when I was headlining at the Tropicana and uh, uh, they live about an hour away from Des Moines. So he just called me tonight to tell me him and his wife are going to come for the whole weekend uh, to to hang out with us at the funny bone so oh, he cool. is an absolute yeah oh, that so is awesome two dwarves on scooters take it over yeah. Yeah. you're not gonna know what hit him <laughs> can you tell us what spasticus is and i don't know if i'm saying it correctly spasticus, spasticus. yes i am i hidden am camera spasticus. show was a um uh, a show that I did on Channel 4 in the UK. It was basically like a sketch show, but it was all handicapped, disabled people. And um, uh, yeah, it was just basically different skits and sort of pranks okay. and all that kind of stuff. At one point, we had all these hidden cameras set up and I'm on my scooter and I pretend like my scooters died and I'm sitting there and I get off and you can just see there's cameras like hidden and I'm out in the middle like on the sidewalk by a busy road and I'm kind of like distressed and all of a sudden eventually because the British people, it takes them a while, came <laughs> over and said, do you need some help? And I was like, I just called somebody and then in like 20 seconds, another dwarf in this little car that says you know uh, recovery services oh. or something pulls <laughs> up behind me and comes up in front of me and hooks my scooter on and then tows oh. me away and he tows me to a garage so i can get my scooter looked at and the guys are like what the hell mate this woman needs some help um there was another one where um i i was snow white and he was there's another dwarf guy playing a pimp and he had me on a street corner and he was like pimping me out. <laughs> can, is there somewhere people can watch this now? Well, you just Google I I'm Spasticus Channel Four. Yeah, there's different segments. Um, okay. There's another one where I am wearing a pink, um, like a, a I look like trailer park trash, you know, like a matching velour jumpsuit, yeah. and I you know with a wife beater and I got a cigarette and I'm pushing seven attached baby strollers oh and i'm walking down in the middle of the high street of middlesbrough in the uk where there's thousands of people on a saturday afternoon there's a dwarf pushing seven dwarf baby <laughs> carriages i love it and just getting people's reactions and i was like what do you expect we 
we always have seven. You know, and, oh, you know, just getting people's red. They need a father. You know, oh just getting people's reactions. Oh, that's I, I think that one. So there's an episode of that online. Oh my god, that's funny. That is awesome. Now, just a question that came to mind right now. Do you? I mean, are there like little people, like exclusive, like clothing lines, or yeah? How do you, do you just, get your yeah. clothes? Well, um, see, each different type of dwarfism has their own physical characteristics. Yeah. So yeah. what works for one type of dwarfism doesn't necessarily work for the rest, like achondroplasia, which is Amy Roloff, okay. uh, Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Those, that's the most common type of dwarfism. Well, they tend to be quite tall. I mean, they're, they're anywhere from four to five feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, my type of dwarfism, diastrophic, it's a recessive gene. We tend to be quite small. So clothes you know they have much longer legs much longer arms i diastrophic my type of dwarfism from shoulders to bum i'm the same height as most women it's only my arms and my legs i got t-rex arms Mm -hmm. and short legs so where i wear women small in tops and in pants or trousers because i got a gigantic bootay i just cut the legs off or i'll adjust the arms but i don't i don't i mean I guess there are some designers now that have started clothing lines for little people, but that doesn't mean that they're going to work for me because my body type is way different than, you know, the standard, if you will, of dwarfism. So instead shoes are the worst. I mean, if there's anybody out there that, you know, I don't, getting shoes custom made is really expensive, but there was a, there was a company that my diastrophic dwarfs friends found online over 10 years ago that were making Mary Jane style, but they made them down to size kids 11, Uh but they made them extra wide. Mm -hmm. And I take 13 in kids double X wide. And I I got three pairs and they've gone out of business. (laughs) And now (laughs) I had two pairs. I just lost a pair. I know one of my bins fell off the truck. (laughs) I had three bins. Of personal items when we moved from our house, three bins and one oh, bin, oh. and one of they had my 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 third pair of shoes in there. So, oh, that's anyway, yeah, wrote it out to the universe. Oh, yes, geez. yes. Can we ask Kevin a question? Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we see Kevin? I see I his see shoulder. Can you want to lean in? You can ask me. It might be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to know from your point of view, what is it like being married to Tanya? Or is it Tanya I'm, Lee? Oh, Tanya. It's Tanya Lee. Tanya, Tanya Lee. Lee. Oh, my God. I fucked up. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is it like being married to Tanya God, Lee? that's a loaded question. <laughs> well, well, there's so many things. Yeah. Tanya is one of the most amazing human beings I've ever met. Yeah. Okay, I mean, <laughs> she has a heart of gold. She tries to do everything she can for everybody. Nice. It's a very slow life because she walks a half step for every other human being. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I have to be a patient person. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But no. And I'm an asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. <man. laughs> but she's biased. <laughs> Romance is not dead. She's the asshole I can deal with. <laughs> so how hard is Puts it with her traveling? Do you ever yeah, go he, with her? See, this is the difference. Him and I are completely opposite. I mean, I've been living the gypsy life, you know, for yeah. 32 years. Yeah. And he, I fell in love with him. We have a great love story. We met online in 1996. 
and he's from North Carolina and he was a single dad, you know, um, raising his son, had roots, you know, a hard mm-hmm. a labor job and everything. And I'm, you know, traveling around the world doing my thing. Yeah. And we are completely opposite. So he kind of keeps me grounded. That's why this whole homeless thing, he's not liking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Well, you know, she says we're not homeless, right? <laughs> But see, I consider homeless when you have a key in your pocket, you can take out and you turn it and open it and go in and sleep. In that <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. I can but, agree yeah, with I, that. I, I'm in an uncompromised position right now. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin wants a home, Tammy Lee. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, You're going to pull You wanted a monkey. I'm like, you got me. <laughs> oh, nice to meet you, Kevin. Yeah, it's good to meet you, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you for your input and insight. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he doesn't like to be on camera normally. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, we love that. I'm like, I'm not nervous. I'm just trying to set up the logistics so I got the right lighting. Exactly. Yeah. It's a whole thing, right? Oh, I've Make screwed sure up lighting guys, before. You know, yeah. I have no idea what's happening on my chat here, but I'm, we have, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm, I haven't been paying attention to ours much either. So, <laughs> so right. yeah, we really want to meet you. Unfortunately, we're going to be out of town when we're you come. Be in so California. that's why we're jonesing so hard talking to you because, yeah, we have mm-hmm. a family situation and we had to... Yeah, yeah, I have an aunt really that important. has terminal cancer, yeah. and so, so they're having a family get together there. Yeah. And so we so, have to yeah. go. So. Yeah. So yeah. well, and that's why I ended up in Vegas, sort of uh, about ten days before I was meant to go to Vegas, because my friend texted me on March 29th to say, "I think I've got a week to live." Oh my God! Like, oh, yeah, so, I'm coming yeah, now. Yeah. So wow. he, he he lasted uh, 12 days. Wow. Good but for you for going. My goodbyes. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I'm actually bummed we don't get to meet you in person. So yeah, oh, well, I, I'll be back. Okay, good, 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 good. I really I feel know. like the, you're gonna kill at the lounge. Yeah, the lounge this is gonna is be a, awesome it's for just you. Just an awesome place. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. We were yeah. there. Last My dad night. said it's really pretty there too, so I'm hoping we. Does get your to dad live here? No. Uh, well, my dad's—he's uh, probably going to bed already. He's—he's he's, you know. Oh. He's in the house. Oh, oh yeah, he is there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're in Florida. That's yeah, right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. So, yeah, the lounge at the end of the universe. You're going to be there on three times. May right? 19th, 20th, and 21st. Yes. Woo! And you're doing two shows on the 20th? The 20th. Is I that think correct? Seven and nine. That's what it looks like. Maybe. (laughs) I think. We'll see. Yes. Get your tickets at loungeboise.com. Loungeboise.com. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight. I so wish we could meet. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, time, you guys. Well, I really appreciate you so much. And now, my TikTok followers follow these guys. Thank you. Marshmallow Adventures. And thank you, Kevin. Do you guys do your podcast? A lot. Yes. A lot. Yeah. At least a couple um, times a week. Usually, yeah, we record two a week and uh, they come out all the time. We do so. all, a lot of the comedians that come into the lounge, which is so awesome. Yeah. We yeah. have some amazing talent coming Yeah. Through. We've so had some. Thank cool you so much people. for yes, coming thank to Boise. You. Yeah. You're we're right. very you excited. We'll see you next time I come to Boise. Yes, you will. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank have you. Have a great night. Yeah.